It's the first regular season episode of Fantasy Friday here on Locked On Seahawks. We'll discuss the upcoming week of fantasy football with a Seahawks Broncos flavor in today's episode coming up. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, 12s. Welcome to a Fantasy Friday episode here on Locked on Seahawks. I am your host for this weekly bonus segment, Nick Lee. Good to be with you. It's been a challenging few weeks here uh, for me and my family, and I'm just trying to get back in the saddle here and and talk sports, talk Seahawks, talk fantasy football with you. Um, That definitely helps helps me uh, right the ship a little bit and and get back in the swing of things here. Um, So this is the first Fantasy Friday episode of the regular season. With the Seahawks taking on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, I will stick with more with players involved in this matchup. We will do a little stardom sit em here, uh, the stardom sit em segment, and then discuss a few sleepers you might want to snag if you are in need of an upgrade in week one. I will kind of branch out of uh, just of the specific matchup a little bit for a few players just to give you some overall recommendations. So let's dive into some stardom or sit em scenarios. Now, when I say stardom or sit em, that's if you're not familiar, um, the this was, uh, basically means if you have someone, and particularly in the Broncos or Seahawks, on your fantasy team. These are my recommendations to either keep them in your starting lineup or switch them out for a better option and put them on the bench for this week. Maybe there's a mismatch there, um, or maybe there's a better option perhaps on your bench that, that you don't expect. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll also give a quick recommendation in each category regarding a player outside of this matchup around the NFL. Just to overall, you know, my, my goal is to, to help you feel better about your fantasy team heading into the week, especially I'm, I'm trying to tailor this more towards beginners. I know there's some fantasy gurus that know way more than I do um, about this. And, and if you listen to this, great. Thank you so much. Um, but I am going to try to keep this a bit more of, as a, a guide for perhaps someone who's on, on the beginning side or beginner side of, uh, of fantasy football. So with that being said, starting with some stardom or sit let's go with the stardoms first. So the, the, the players that I think that you should keep in or put in your, your starting lineup to best put, to put your best fantasy foot forward <laughs> um, with the Seahawks ranking 21st on defense in fantasy points last year. Uh, the initial reaction is just to start everyone Broncos <laughs> on your roster that you have them um, more specifically the Seahawks ranked 17th in rushing yards allowed and 19th in passing, or excuse me, in rushing touchdowns allowed. So 17th in rushing yards, 19th in rushing touchdowns allowed last year. So my first stardom of the of this segment is Broncos running back Javante Williams. Only Najee Harris out of Pittsburgh last year had more fantasy points among rookie running backs than Williams. He had a fantastic year, flirted with a thousand yards, um, really took the reins of that uh, starting running back job and, and did a fantastic job for the Broncos. And I expect more of him this year. I think that he'll have a, yet another leap and uh, is, uh, I think he's 93% rostered around the league. So, so very highly thought of in fantasy. He ranks 18th overall among running backs last year in fantasy pro football focus ranks Williams as the number 14 fantasy running back in week one in their matchup with Seattle. So yeah, maybe not, you know, the, the Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor kind of category, 
But if you're looking at a solid um, second running back slot or, or a flex slot, especially if you have two flex slots, I play in a fantasy league and in Yahoo, a 12-team league that actually has two flex slots. So Javante Williams would be a prime candidate for that. Um, and also the Seahawks were the second worst pass defense in the league last year. So obviously if you have Russell Wilson <laughs> um, and if you drafted him maybe out of spite or maybe if you drafted him as a Seahawks fan, just hoping that even if you have to deal with Russell Wilson's success, at least you have some fantasy uh, success with that. Go ahead and start. Go ahead and start Russell Wilson. I think that he's got revenge on the mind and he's extremely motivated. Now you can also, of course, say that for Pete Carroll. We'll, um, I'm sure we'll talk about that as, as we go along with the locked on Seahawks shows leading up to the game on Monday night. But Russell Wilson definitely has revenge on the mind. And this, frankly, this, this uh, Seahawks pass defense has not been great. And um, obviously his uh, favorite target is assumed to be Cortland Sutton. Uh, Wilson ranks number seven this week as far as running back or quarterbacks go in fantasy and matchups. And Sutton ranks as, ranks as the number 18 receiver. So and obviously there's a lot of receivers in fantasy, but as the number 18 receiver, certainly a great option as a maybe a second receiver slot. Uh, if you believe in if you believe uh, in the revenge game factor, I would definitely start Russell Wilson, and, and then of course, consequently, if you have Cortland Sutton, I think that's another one you got to start. Now on the Seahawks side, I know that it, it might be hard to believe that there might be some Seahawks uh, Seahawks players you might start, but and Rashad Penny is a bit of a tough one. Um, on one hand, the Broncos were tied for the least amount of rushing touchdowns allowed in the entire NFL last year. So it really seemed like they tightened things up in the red zone very well. Um, on another hand, the Broncos were 19th, I believe it was 19th in rushing yards allowed and 27th in run-stop win rate on defense last year. So there's a bit of disparity in, um, in, in their rushing defense numbers, and, and it kind of favors the Seahawks in this way. Penny is probably the surest bet among Seahawks offensive players in this game. He'll get a high volume of, of touches, especially with the injury to, to Ken Walker III. Um, he, he he was going to be RB1 anyway, but given that injury, you know, you got DJ Dallas and Travis Homer in there, of course, but Rashad Penny's starter. He was held out most of the preseason for that reason. You know, he of course, he has those durability issues, but he's starting the season somewhat healthy, at least um, from everything I've seen. He'll get a high volume of touches and, and maybe in the past game as well. I would I would cautiously start him now. If you have, I'm not sure I'd put him in your top two running back slots. But again, like I said, if you're looking for a solid flex option, or especially if you have a second flex option like the league I have, Penny's a great opportunity for that too. So he'll he'll get a high volume of carries. It'll just be a matter of will. I think the biggest maybe question mark here is will the Seahawks have to keep pace with the Broncos by passing more um, if they start falling behind? Which you know that they they could do with, with some of the mismatches that the Seahawks are at, especially at quarterback, they'll abandon the run game, and that that is always the scenario. That's always the, the risk here. Um, but with with how you know we all know Pete Carroll and that what he wants to do is run the football. So Rashad Penny is a prime candidate there. He, he's certainly a solid option to be one of your depth running back pieces. Um, maybe, maybe a second running back slot if your running backs are a bit thin, or a flex option. And if I had to give you one stardom around the league, just outside of this matchup, uh, my recommendation would be Damian Pierce. I know Corbin Smith somewhere is pounding the table. They, he really wanted the Seahawks to, to take Damian Pierce out of Florida, running back for the Texans, rookie running back. Now, it's kind of wild to think about 
a rookie running back in week one, being maybe a fantasy player. But uh, he, he was clearly the Texans' best running back all of training camp, and he actually was the highest-rated running back during the preseason by Pro Football Focus. He should receive a high volume of carries, start Damian Pierce. He, he should be uh, – I think they play the Colts, um, which were a formidable run defense, but I think just with the volume and, and, and carry amount that he'll get um, early on, uh, he, he should be able, he should get you some points there. So he, he's a solid start option. Um, if, if you're looking for uh, maybe a second running back slot or again, a flex slot, uh, Damian Pierce is certainly on. So let's move on to sit him now. So guys that might, you might want to think about stashing away in the bench for, for a few weeks <laughs> or at least this week. So the Broncos have had, had, had a pretty solid defense last year. Like I mentioned, um, they certainly were better against the pass overall. They ranked as the third best matchup for fantasy for fantasy defenses against the Seahawks. So I also should have mentioned um, if you have this Broncos defense, this is a this is a, a, an optimal matchup. If you, if you have the uh, the Broncos defense, so start them. Uh, you know, usually you don't have two defenses in the lineup, um, choosing between one or at least I don't. But if if you should feel good, I guess this week if you have the Broncos defense. Last year, Denver ranked fifth in least amount of passing touchdowns allowed. Their secondary is one of the best in the NFL. Of course, you have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, very solid uh, safety tandem. Uh, Patrick Sertan coming off a, a really, really great rookie year should should only build off that. Needless to say, starting any of DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett probably is not advisable. <laughs> um, I think the Seahawks will struggle to move the ball. Now, again, I like that, that scenario. That scenario I mentioned there is a bit of a a catch twenty two. If the Seahawks do start to fall behind a lot, then DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett could really rack up some quote empty yards where they're, you know, they're down by a couple scores and they're just trying to get back in the game. And you, you might see Metcalf or Lockett pop a couple. Um, but really overall, if this, if, especially if this game is going to go how I think it'll go, which is kind of a lower scoring slugfest, that, that doesn't bode well for, for a high flying passing offense or passing attack by Geno Smith and the Seahawks. So, um, the way I think the way that Seattle wins this game is by mucking it up in the trenches and running the ball well and creating turnovers, keeping it low scoring, so that obviously doesn't doesn't yield to many uh, big passing opportunities. Because if it turns into a high scoring affair, that the Seahawks are just not going to be able to keep up. They just don't have the quarterback. Um, so it's it, they're going to try to keep it low scoring, which is why I think Rashad Penny is a big player. And maybe right now, for now, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Probably not a good call. I think you might have some better options there at receiver. Um, and if by any chance you have the Seahawks defense, <laughs> I would advise you don't start them and find a new defense. <laughs> um, at least for now. I, I truly think the Seahawks will be an improved defense this year under Clint Hurts. I think they'll, they'll find really uh, better ways to use Jamal Adams as a pass rusher. And, um, and Quandre Diggs, one of the best safeties in the game, I think will, will really boost up this defense. And I think Daryl Taylor's um, bound for a big year. But, yeah, I, I really wouldn't hit your wagon too much to the Seahawks defense, at least quite yet in this matchup specifically. Now, there are other matchups later on for the Seahawks. If you really want to – you know, you're a Seahawks fan, you want to have a few Seahawks uh, things on your roster, you know, players and, and defense. Um, I get that. I would hold on to them. And, um, and that there will be some other opportunities where I might recommend you start the Seahawks defense depending on their opponent. But this week, with what we assume to be a pretty high-flying attack with the Broncos – with Russell Wilson and those talented receivers, I, I would advise against that. Another sit recommendation around the league, I would say, is J.K. Dobbins, the running back from the Ravens. 
He's been limited in practice all week off an ACL tear last year. They just signed Kenyon Drake. They have Mike Davis. And even if he does play, um, just with how he's missed all last year and, um, and just how cautious they want to be with his ACL injury, he won't get the lion's share of the carries. And so I don't, I don't see him breaking out for some crazy big fantasy game. I know he's generally considered a pretty solid fantasy running back in the future, just with the Ravens offense this week. No, though, with, they want to know what they have with him as far as with coming back from injury. So they're going to ease him back into it. I don't see him getting a ton of touches and enough to really make a fantasy impact. Coming up next on the Fantasy Friday episode of Locked on Seahawks, I'll explore a few sleepers that you might want to consider this week, even outside this matchup with the, with the Seahawks and Broncos. Don't go anywhere. This is Locked on Seahawks. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to this Fantasy Friday episode of Locked on Seahawks. I am Nick Lee, your host for this weekly segment. Let's talk sleepers. Now, again, for, for beginners, when I say sleepers, I mean guys who are not the typical stud playmakers or maybe fantasy starters in the leagues worldwide. They're, they're, you know, you're you're going to see this, this term called rostered, the percentages. It's the, the percent of fantasy rosters as players in. Usually when I go sleepers, it'll be a, a player well under 50% rostered. Uh, around around the leagues, around fantasy leagues, it's a guy who likely was not drafted in your league. If you're a twelve, especially if you're, um, you know, a smaller than twelve team league, but some of the twelve team leagues might not be drafted and might be available as a, as a free agent pickup or a waiver wire pickup. And if you're thin at this position that that I'm mentioning, you might want to consider picking this guy up for a week as a boost and perhaps steal him uh, before he becomes more valuable. Um, and and I'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll try to keep this a bit more Seahawks Broncos related. Um, but I will throw out another another guy as well in a favorable matchup that you might want to scoop up on the waiver wire. And it could be a, a host of scenarios throughout the year, whether whether you know you have a, too many guys on a bye week and you need to you need to throw a running back in there that that you don't have that you're looking for a quick boost or injuries. You know, um, that couple starters get hurt. Who's that third running back? Who's that third receiver on that team that all of a sudden will get a a, a big share of the targets or carries? That kind of thing. You know, sleepers like that. So my first sleeper is Broncos receiver KJ Hamler. Now I know they have Cortland Sutton, they have Jerry Judy, and but I, I actually was really excited for Tim Patrick, the uh, the the third, pretty much the third receiver for the for the Broncos this year. He's on injured reserve at the moment, so there's not really I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not you know as finely in tune with with where the Broncos are at on the injury front, but he is on injured reserve. He's out for now, so he's not an option. And he was a very, very solid third, maybe even second receiving option last year for Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke in the in the uh, in the Broncos offense. And uh, obviously, his Tim Patrick's production will be missed and will be needed to replace. Jerry Judy is the assumed second receiver, although really he's truly yet to live up to the 15th overall pick hype from a couple of years ago. He had a really he had a pretty solid rookie year last year, a bit more disappointing. I think Russell Wilson may target KJ Hamler more than normal. As long as Patrick 
as long as Tim Patrick is out and they don't have, you know, they gave up Noah Fant, who was their best tight end. And so they don't have this, this bevy of, of, of proven tight end talent too. So KJ Hamler all of a sudden I think becomes at worst their third best receiving option. And he, he's been kind of quiet, but he's got that, he's got that four two seven speed. And, and why that matters in fantasy really is, so if the Broncos even just give him two or three touches, two or three targets, he could break one loose for a huge gain and possible touchdown. And that, those are several fantasy points right there that you could steal if you're really hurting uh, for a receiver option. And we've seen the Seahawks struggle with in, in the preseason tackling. And so a guy like KJ Hamler could really make, make life miserable with that crazy good speed. He's slippery. He's quick. So he doesn't really need eight to 10 targets to make a big fantasy impact. If you give him a couple targets and he breaks one loose for, especially for a touchdown, there's, there's, you know, six, eight, nine, ten 10 fantasy points on maybe one or two plays. So, and all of a sudden that that's a really solid option for you. So obviously the, the sleeper, another disclaimer with sleepers is that they're not guarantees. I'm not guaranteeing this happens, but this is just a, something that it could be possible just given the scenarios um, around with, with some injuries, especially to Tim Patrick. And Russell Wilson, you know, didn't play much in the preseason, so he's still kind of working around the uh, the rapport with some of these receivers, and K.J. Hamler might benefit from, from that as well. On the Seahawks side of things, uh, the sleeper for the Seahawks is Noah Fant. Now, I'm not saying start Noah Fant in your tight end one slot. I would probably say only start Noah Fant. If uh, either your tight end that you have is, is hurt and is out for some reason unexpectedly and you really just are really hurting for a tight end option, then probably Noah Fant would be your guy. He figures to play a lot. He played in over 80% of the snaps last year for the Broncos, and he might become somewhat of a security blanket for Geno Smith because I imagine the Broncos were certainly worry more about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the passing game and, and perhaps opening up a little bit for, for George Fant or excuse me, George Fant, Noah Fant. <laughs> so a blast from the past there. Um, and, and, you know, with the, the pass, the, the linebacker situation at uh, in Denver could lead to some mismatches there for Noah Fant as well. I know they have some really solid safeties, so if they start matching up with, you know, Justin Simmons or Kareem Jackson, that, that could be different. But I think if, if you really are wanting a, a low, a buy low option for, uh, for, for a solid tight end, Noah Fant, you know, he's probably the most talented tight end that the Seahawks have had since Jimmy Graham. Now, sleeper around the league, I think uh, just old friend alert, Mike Davis, running back for the Ravens, Baltimore running back, uh, J.K. Dobbins, as I mentioned in the sit is questionable, is listed as questionable in the league I play in, uh, the, the Yahoo Fantasy. Um, as of Thursday's practice, he was limited. The Ravens signed Kenyon Drake as a possible insurance. Mike Davis was has been on the roster longer, and so he'll probably get plenty of touches. As it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's pretty unlikely Dobbins plays, and if he, again if he does, he's not going to get the lion's share of the carries. He'll be he'll probably be on what we call quote a pitch count, you know. So um, it, Mike Davis will probably share carries with Kenyon Drake, but given that he's been in there longer in, in the system longer, uh, I think Drake just was signed last week, if I'm not mistaken, or even this week. Um, so he's got to get up to speed a lot quicker. And Mike Davis, you know, a, a veteran who's been around the league, kind of knows knows how it works with being kind of a journeyman running back. I think he'll get a, a decent decent amount of carries, decent amount of looks. And if, so if you're a manager with one or two running backs already banged up, consider scooping up Mike Davis for the week, putting him in you know the, your second running back slot or flex slot. 
he'll probably get a decent amount of carries and, uh, and maybe give you a boost there. And I'm not saying, you know, slot him in there all season long. Um, once J.K. Dobbins comes back, he will be probably the better option. But at least for now, if you're looking for a quick fix for a week, even week one, you know, it's not the injuries aren't pouring in yet. The bye weeks aren't pouring in yet. But for this week, Mike Davis, I think, has an has an optimal um, matchup to uh, to to become a, a pretty good fantasy sleeper. I don't I don't remember exactly what the uh, what he was rostered. I think it was in the 20 percent, maybe less. So um, he's going to be he's going to be a good option. He'll he'll more than likely be a free agent in the league you're playing. Um, so hope scoop him up before, and especially if J.K. Dobbins gets listed as out or declared out before the game and after the show, I would definitely scoop him up before, and because then he'll become popular. Then he'll become uh, a commodity if if uh, J.K. Dobbins is publicly listed as out. So. Um, that's just my recommendation for you. I hope this was helpful. I hope you find this as a beneficial use of your time. I truly enjoy doing these. I'm hoping that, especially if you're as a beginner, this is becoming a bit more uh, familiar and uh, you know, not as uh, new to you. And hopefully this is helpful in, in your journey, your fantasy football journey. Again, disclaimer, I'm not responsible if your fantasy team falls on their faces, especially as injuries roll in. Uh, I'm just doing my best to give you the, hopefully the the playing the odds, playing the projections, and trying to put you out there and for, to put your best fantasy foot forward. Until next week, remember always mind your bye weeks and check your lineups early Sunday morning for the for the latest fantasy news. Until next week, thanks for listening.